Hello. What, what's Hello. recording in progress? Is, did I break it? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 And uh, hello and welcome to Always Strikes Last, the lastest of striking podcasts. Uh, that's what we do. We, <laughs> we strike last in the podcast. Yes. Strike last, uh, strike hard, strike Sigmar. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get that on a shirt. Strike last, strike hard, strike Sigmar. Um, <laughs> Noted. Started um, <laughs> on it. I'm Miles. Uh, Matt is creating a t-shirt, and I'm joined by Jack. <laughs> Providing hey, colorful commentary, as always. Yeah. I'm also painting some uh, some Skaven right now. There we go. The Eternal Struggle. So, you know, <laughs> dual 200 clan rats. 200 clan rats. That's the secret. Secret sauce. That, that will think... win every game in your mind. You're really following actually... the theme of like beast people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beeple. I'm all about my beeple. I actually suspect it's 180 clan rats is the sweet spot, but you know, 200 is just, it's, it's got better marketing. Well, I mean, for right now it's 60 plague monks, <laughs> you know, I realized, I realized like I was, I was on the edge of, um, of, of starting Nurgle again. And I've, I, I haven't played Nurgle since, uh, the end of seventh edition of 40 K. And I, Ooh. I loved the, um, the style or like just the, the gross painting style that's very forgiving mm-hmm. yet once you get like into the detail of it it can be like extremely full of expression and i was yeah. like okay let's ooh nurgle oh i love that new uh the new model that came out which is not new anymore but uh the dude on the horse uh lord oh yeah, yeah, yeah the, the frank rosetti painting yeah, yeah um i was like oh yeah i'm gonna get that model i'm gonna get that model i was like wait a minute i'm gonna budget I have like uh, 400 freaking plague models of rats. Let's let's get through those. Let's get through those. It's it's a hard <laughs> sell on yourself though. You have to limit the want with the inconvenience of the giant pile of plastic or unpainted armies. Like just word of advice, don't do it. Like yeah. I know I have a hundred plus Corsairs, never seen a lick of paint. Do I let them stop me from buying a new kit? No. <laughs> hey, I mean they're corsairs when you when are you going to use it pretty much now given the fact that city's book is officially released this weekend and i'm pretty sure they're great <laughs> nice you know the the dark elves did look very exciting they um, they have been very exciting i'm building a bunch of lists with them to try and see if i can retrofit my uh my poor wood elves into something <laughs> nice <laughs> our uh our loyal listener and patreon subscriber will uh uh, we had done a little bit of hog trading for a uh, some models, and I ended up giving him. I had to reacquaint myself with the backlog of unbuilt Ard boys that are sitting in the other room. Oh no, I'm so sorry. They you put them in the other room just to keep yourself yeah, going. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh joy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, hopefully but, uh, they've been shipped onto greener pastures now. They're doing great, actually. I think they're. Um, I need to uh, really relook at them and in context of like a big wah uh, list because I think they have some play. So, but well, that's getting ahead of myself, right? Indeed. Because uh, this today's topic is a recap of uh, um, Six Nations AOS Six Nations, which happened last weekend, and 
it was a great time. Well, I guess by the time this comes out, it will happen have happened two weekends ago. So it will have happened when it happens. It did. Happen. Was it there. happened. It happened already. So don't was, don't worry about it. This is the recap. You're there <laughs> you wanna, for the happening. If you want to pretend that it hasn't happened, you go back and listen to the last episode. And there exactly. wasn't even a Mark Wahlberg there. So everybody's <laughs> fine. You can listen to it. <laughs> um yeah, no, it was a it was a great weekend. Uh let's see, we had uh so it's teams from uh England, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Sweden, Wales, and Ireland. Um and it was a great time. We took uh third place. Very exciting. You know, played a bunch of really strong teams. Uh, it's five rounds. Everybody plays everybody, which is kind of interesting. It's kind of a fun little quirk of the format uh, that you can have your, you could have your hardest match first. Which you I know, like. And, That's right. Cool. And, and so it ends up, it, it, you get those sort of weird things that you do in sort of a round Robin situation where it's like, okay, well we need to beat uh, this team that we're playing, but we also need Sweden to really crush Scotland or whatever, because that'll put them to this place in the points. And anyway, um, but yeah, it was a great time. Uh, so I brought Big Wah, which is Orcs, as as you guys may know. And they did uh, they did pretty good. I went uh, two and three for the weekend, personally. Although I think one of them was kind of a supposed to lose mission, so I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little asterisk. Next to two and th- the the two and three. Oh, teams! Oh, teams! <laughs> teams! You don't get me, teams. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they did pretty well. So, uh, Jack, you wanted to go over my list, right? So let's. I can. I can. Indeed. Start with that. Let's. So we had. Uh, so my list is. It's big wah. All right. So far, no surprises. Uh, the grand strat is wah. Which is have a battle line unit or my general in your territory at the end of the game. Then we had uh, two war chantas, um, a uh, weird knob shaman with blizzard and handagork, a uh, wargog prophet with blizzard and um, gorkamorka's war cry, which I never cast, but I took it because it's an always strikes last spell and. Uh, you know, that seemed very appropriate. Got to stay on point. Yep, stay exactly. On point. <laughs> Keep on brand. <laughs> and uh, what else? What else? There was, uh, oh, uh, Gobsprack. So uh, big man on Vulture. And then filling out the rest of the list, we had two units of three Gorgruntas, a unit of six Gorgruntas, a unit of 10 Brutes, just the classic Brutes. And two units of ten gut rippers. It's a pretty good spread. Yeah, it's a nice little list, and functionally, the whole thing is kind of uh, it it starts off as a castle, and then um, once the screens sort of die, then you have to come out swinging. So it's a it's a castle into brawler, kind of kind of build. Interesting. Um. Yeah, and uh, honestly, the so the MVPs for the weekend out of the list, uh, the Wargog was great. I think I probably did somewhere between seventy to eighty mortal wounds across the weekend with that guy. Oh, it was you know it's <laughs> you know when he goes off, it's just nuts. Um, I don't know. I didn't actually count, but it was it was an unreasonable number. 
<laughs> so that's the uh, gaze of gaze of Gork, right? Something like that. No, the, yeah, it's the it's the Wurgog stare where he lifts the mask and he does mortal wounds to you. Um, and then you can just you can keep going, and if you ever fail to stare, you take mortal wounds yourself. But he's got a four up ward save, so you can kind of just keep risking it. Yep, a little back and forth. See if it happens. See if it happens. Oh, there goes my Wurgog. Glad I have yep. two more. <laughs> um yeah so then and then big wah is essentially all about uh building up the wah points so you've got uh d6 wah points for having a general which was gobsprack and then uh you get three points a turn for having war chantas and bone splitter wizards so having the wargog on the table was important and the bone splitter and the the war chantas and then you get points for stuff like uh, charging with an orc unit, having an orc unit in combat at the end of the combat phase. Um, uh, I think those are the big ones. And then, oh, and then there's a there's a heroic action that you can do to get wild points. But uh, functionally, by the end of turn two, you're looking at plus one to runs, charges, casting, dispelling, unbinding, hit, and wound, which is really rad. Uh, army wide. Uh, which is really cool. And the fun part about the army that I think is really strong is that there's kind of no way to interrupt that. That's going to happen. And it's just a matter of time. And the real sort of thing that you have to play around when you're playing the army is that there's no way to make that happen faster. Right? Like you're not, you cannot possibly be buffed up, fully buffed turn one. Yeah. You know? So you have to kind of, yeah. Sorry, go you ahead. Get it. You got to play it a little bit, a little bit cautious. You got to get there. You know, you got to uh, play the waiting game. It's it's a long game. So that kind of leans into why you did the uh, castle punch build. Exactly. Yeah. So I had the gut rippers up front. I had uh, flanking units of three Gorgruntas uh, to do stuff like surround and destroy, or just to you know grab a grab a side objective, and mm-hmm. then uh, if you come to me, I've got two big uh two big uh nuclear options uh sort of you know in the in the blizzard or in uh the wergog stare um and if you don't i will you know open up a hole in my uh gut rippers line and send out you know the cavalry nice i like that i like that so kind of a mid-boardy kind of like pseudo like come to you control the flow and then blow them away with Blizzards, Wergogs, or both. Kind of or both. Or both is the trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds that... like... Oh, go ahead, Jack. I was just going to make some fun comment about it. If anyone experienced the word Blizzard, I want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I got I got hit with uh, 14 mortals the other day. No, nope, uh, 18. Is it 18? 15, something. Whatever it was, it wiped a whole unit yeah. of Validors. It one... was hot. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was brutal. Oh, the Blizzard um so it sounds though like it needs it's a little bit of a slower moving army um when it comes down uh, to it to keep absolutely. everything together yeah so I, all the infantry is four or five inch move the the pigs represent sort of the real speed of the army with nine inch moves as a big Y, you can still use uh mighty destroyers in the hero phase as long as you're decently far away um i don't think i ever had the opportunity to do it over the weekend but one sort of play if you're really going for it is uh to hand of gork the pigs after you've buffed them mm, uh, and then you drop them down 12 inches away from the enemy 
and then mighty destroyers in so that they're three inches away from the enemy before the movement phase even begins. Nice. Because then you don't move, they can't redeploy three inch charge. Um, nom, 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 nom. I know, yeah. yeah. Now that requires <laughs> a lot to go right. It's a spell that's hard to cast, but uh, it's kind of an interesting little play that you definitely keep in your back pocket. Um, but it doesn't actually come up that often as, as often as people would think. But yeah, so the the turn one is you know you push out, you bring you bring the screens out a little bit farther, and then uh, you brace for impact because I'm definitely going first, you know. And it's like okay, so I got to weather a double turn probably, and mm -hmm. then um, and then we're gonna scrap it out for points. And uh, yeah, I think overall it, I, the list performed really well for me. I was very happy with uh, with the points that I scored. It's always a little bit interesting with these uh, team lists because like no one can take the same army. So you're like, there's always a little bit of uh, shuffling for like, who's going to play what, you know, and stuff that I might've uh, been drawn to maybe taken by somebody who's just better at it than I am or, or got to it first or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, not that that happened specifically here, but I definitely was uh, fishing or shopping for armies pretty late into the game. So I was pretty happy with, uh, considering I only had about a month and a little bit over a month of ramp up time with this army to to do as well as I did, so that was exciting. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so like I said, Ireland placed uh, third overall. It was England, Sweden, Ireland, and then I want to say Wales, Northern Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. So Northern Ireland got the spoons. Uh, and in America, we do smoking boots, but in uh, in Ireland, we have spoons. What do the what do the spoons represent? Yeah, what, why is spoon? You get the wooden spoon. It's the it's the default uh, last place prize. Yeah, yeah like, nothing fancy, <laughs> just a little wooden spoon. Yeah, um, your pot these of were actually they were nice. They were laser etched with the emblem of the you know. So if you want, I don't think you're supposed to cook with them, but you know, do whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> you you really you really should probably cook at least one meal with them, right? Sure. So you can have your one sad meal and then get over. <laughs> what would you even eat with it? Like a, a drab porridge, something which really drilled home yeah, so that you didn't get the top spot. <laughs> Just something that really meal. accentuates the sadness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Comes with instructions. Can't eat anything delicious with this one. Nope. That's <laughs> the spirit of the award. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, like I said, the team came in third i don't know if i've said that enough times but we this was definitely a really good showing for everybody coming off of um worlds last year which was a sort of our first uh outing as this this current iteration of the team and we came in like i want to say i don't remember exactly how many teams there were at worlds but if there were 24 we came in like 21st you know <laughs> so, gotcha. so the lower yeah. percentile yeah yeah uh, we had some pretty, we had a relatively good win loss ratio, but it's really all about the points. And so that's uh, what we were trying to really focus on. And so everyone on the team put in a Herculean effort, getting practice matches in and iterating on their lists and um, sort of uh, it, it's a, it's a numbers game and it's also a experience game, right? It's about knowing all of the possible lists you might play and how you are going to approach that, that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a lot easier, I think, for Six Nations because there's only 
whatever it is, five times eight, there's 40 lists to actually look at and memorize and, and think about. Uh, whereas in worlds, it becomes a significantly harder problem. <laughs> Which makes a lot of sense. I remember, you know, the far and away back times we were talking about worlds that was mm -hmm. kind of an overwhelming data set. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, you, you kind of try to break down a list into uh, an archetype. So it's like, okay, this is, um, this is a maggot kin of Nurgle. What's it trying to do? You know, what, what build is this basically? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's probably got some, you know, signature spice based on whoever's playing it. But typically you can look at a list and be like, oh, this is, this is Puscoil spam, or this is, uh, this is, um, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Beast of Nurgle control, you know, yeah. list. Um, yeah, it's all the so, same taco. You just, you know, need to know, you know what, what's good, like how exactly. hot's the sauce. And yeah. uh, one thing that's really interesting, at least to me, on on the playing of these missions in the team format is when you're playing in singles, all that really matters is the win or the loss, right? Now, you say that, you know, there's certainly winning bigger than other people and there are tiebreakers and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's you either cross the threshold or you don't, Right. Whereas in teams, no one cares if you won or lost. It is about how many points you scored. So every point that I can score and every point that I can deny scoring is important, no matter what the actual outcome of the match is. See, I find that really interesting because I know we've talked about that aspect of it before, but it makes it so much more intense, right? There's not like a lot of gimmies probably in those matches. Like, oh, you probably get your grand strategy or no. Yeah, no, yeah. no, there's none of that. There's exactly <laughs> none of that. Uh, and... And it makes you, the one thing you have to really practice that you don't really have to deal with in singles is the, the mop-up, right? Because a determined skill player can score really good points during the mop-up portion of a, of a game, right? You've gone mm -hmm. in, you've broken their back, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before you wipe them off the board. How many points are they going to score before you can before you can actually accomplish that? Yeah. Um, will it be a so, close game will it be a, a runaway exactly and you know obviously they're trying to keep it as close as possible and um so one of the things that you definitely need to practice is both that last minute desperate scrapping for points uh and the um and the relentless mopping up of your opponent's army yeah and just slow denial right yeah. slow denial is Saved me in a lot of games. <laughs> That's true. I mean, there are definitely some overlaps in, in singles where sometimes like that can actually turn into a win, but I can I can see it being very important here. Yeah, exactly. So um so the way we approached it this year, which I think you know, every team has their own sort of internal calculus about how they want to think about matches and how they want to think about scoring and uh, you'll hear terms like, oh, that's a green matchup, that's a red matchup, or that's a black matchup or whatever, um, in terms of how good it is. What we ended up doing was we found that we were using these color categories, uh, and then we ended up having to turn them into numbers. And so we just went straight for numbers. So like, if you played this match 10 times, what's your average score? Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, oh, gotcha. that, that only makes sense. I mean, given that you guys were hosting this year, every match was green by default on the Emerald. Right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'll be here all week. <laughs> yep, exactly. 
Um, more so like so yeah. how many how many different how many uh how many different shades would you get of that uh that red right it's like a yeah, red exactly but, uh, this is, i don't know this is a pure this is yeah, this is a deep scarlet okay this one i don't want to deal with this or this is burning my retinas in the sun <laughs> don't you dare put me against the maroon you know yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um so so then we go into uh so we've all filled out a little spreadsheet beforehand with what we expect our average score to be against a certain list and then there is this pairings process which we've talked about before as a teams where um uh you are it's it's a bit of a card game where you're sort of playing playing a, a playing an army down you get a bid uh some some guys for it to play against and then you keep going until um all of the armies are paired up and uh, we're playing four different missions around. So that is also something they have to take into account there. And then uh, uh, JT, who was our our coach, would have our expected score for the round. Assuming everything went exactly according to plan, what do we, what, what do we walk away with? Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously that's, uh, I guess, pretty optimistic. I don't know. I felt like we, we tried to be very uh, <laughs> realistic with some of these inputs, but... It's it all comes down to our own estimations of these things. So that's where the preparedness comes in. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so then, yeah. So it doesn't matter if I'm if I'm only expected to score four points, then I only need to score four points, you know. And scoring a fifth point is great. Oh man, it's so weird. It'll never not be weird. It'll never <laughs> not be weird. Yeah, I want um, seven points. Dang it. <laughs> Uh, and of course, the points are on a differential basis. So uh, four points is a, um, let's see, a four point uh, loss uh, is a ten, a nine to ten point, uh, you know, battle point, victory point differential, right? So you got twenty eight and I got eighteen. That's a four point. That's four points to me. You get sixteen. Um. Yeah. So yeah, math. Math, exactly. You got this. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll understand it someday. Math. Yeah. Um, yeah the so- other thing, but be- before I go round around, Matt, you wanted to talk about, uh, so we had, the, this was kind of a new uh, innovation for this uh, tournament, which was because we were tight on time, uh, Ken had the idea to fix the terrain for every mission. I want to know how that worked. I don't know uh, if that felt like that was cutting out a ton of the metagame, whether people were just like, eh, I don't get to, you know, have my dice, or whether people were like relieved to not even have to have it as an option or not have it as an option. Sure. I, I want to know. I really liked it. That's just one man's opinion. Um, but. The uh, the feedback I got was mostly that uh, that it was very positive. You know, it was nice to just roll to the table, know exactly where all the terrain went and what abilities they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing was that everybody could practice on those maps to mm-hmm. know, like, okay, on this mission, I know where the forest is going to be. I, I really like that. I really like that a lot. I mean, one, there's a fun level of preparation around the terrain you get. Right. And, and, and it just sort of is 
maybe better in, in terms of experiential. Like you have limited time, you roll up to a table and you don't have to roll dice, discuss hem and haw or who goes on what side or just, yeah, yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's sometimes time draining elements. I think it's better. It also kind of gets away from that weird feeling of you know, every general being some like crazy geomancer, just rearranging things symmetrically before every battle. That's not the way they worked in the real world. It probably shouldn't carry over into the tournament. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and, and so like, I, I had that internal, like, internal struggle against that uh that uh lore logic as well but like when you thought about or when you think about uh how battles happen in history right the people who choose the setting where the armies hit each other are generally the ones that have the favor right so i can sure. see that um but yeah the the idea of just like okay all of this cursed terrain going right here oh is that your deployment zone hmm, shucks yeah right um (laughs) that kind of thing like never made any sense to me um and and more so it's uh, for me i find it exciting because you know when when we talk about higher level play people are always trying to reduce the amount of dice that they roll and the variables that come with that right sure and so like if you show up to a table and you are a um i'm not gonna say corn army because that's funny but let's say you show up with um uh, a uh, fire slayers army show okay. up to a table with a fire slayers army and for some reason all the dice roll arcane um you know you're you're up you're up ship creek especially if your opponent is zinch or something else right sure sure you're definitely and, it's more of an uphill battle yeah i would i would actually say that is one of the few pieces of the game that feels uh like it is skews itself against competitive play because there's not really a level of competition at that you're literally right. leaving every all of that to a dice roll. Exactly. Um, so I, I'm 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 happy to hear that it was positively re- positively received. I would love to see that more. I think at tournaments that was the most exciting thing for me to yeah. hear. So. <laughs> well, we Yay. have the maps. The maps are on our Discord, which you can uh, get an invite to if you're a Patreon subscriber. And Indeed, then they're also. Uh, just in case you are a cheapskate, we have it on our Twitter. You can go follow us on Twitter, and we posted uh, all the maps there as well. You heard Miles say it. Do it. <laughs> Rip off that bandaid. Yeah. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> but all joking aside, much appreciated if you do. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, in fact, uh, we posted all the terrain maps, all the lists, all the the packet. If you want, if you were just interested about. If you want to read an event packet i don't know why you would i barely read them myself so uh <laughs> hey don't threaten me with a good time exactly oh uh, but okay let's uh been been enough uh enough beating around the bush let's get it let's get right into it uh and just talk through talk through the the event so uh day one 9 a.m was uh scotland so it was ireland versus scotland i had the pleasure of playing a fellow named Stu who is um uh he is one of the uh guys who does northern invasion which is a podcast and a youtube channel uh mm. so very nice guy uh we tr- traded you know insider uh jokes about podcasting and you know what kind of microphone do you have and that you know it's kind of good stuff <laughs> ah, you guys were comparing your microphone size oh huh? yeah <laughs> what's the it's compression a... rate on your mic yeah. <laughs> What's your um, this was actually uh it was a really good match to kick things off so uh so like i said earlier 
the the matchups in terms of the teams playing the teams it's fixed beforehand because everybody just plays everybody else uh there's no um oh you beat them so now you have to play these guys uh that doesn't happen you just, everybody plays everybody and in a weird way we kind of got a um an a, a um matchup set that is that was sort of a, in ascending difficulty um and which is not to say that scotland was definitely the easiest but we got sort of two teams early on that we thought were going to be you know a little bit more approachable and then it was going to get you know we played england last who we knew was going to be really difficult um and so we went in uh pretty confident into scotland this was also had to do with you know when we were looking at their lists and that kind of stuff is like okay we tend to have better better angles on these guys than than some of these other teams so uh played Stu. we were playing he had fire slayers um which uh had a bunch uh again and i apologize i do have a better rem- uh memory of other people's armies but i have a really hard time telling telling all the fire slayers apart you know what i'm saying so he had five it's, little dudes it's it's really simple do they have do they have shields if they do when they charge you they throw immortals and they actually have a rend native if somebody's playing with them in Ren. If they have two axes, they're the most they're basic boys. They're your they're your boys that are basics. Okay. If they I have one big axe, them. they're scary. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that tracks. Better system than mine. <laughs> I, I classified them loosely as the angry little guys who stand in a group, the ones who stand alone, and the ones who ride on a lizard. There we are. Right. Okay, I, so you have uh, uh, like 20 of the two axe guys. Okay. And uh, 10 mans of the big axe guys. Two tens or just one? Two tens. Two tens. Sounds about At least right. I assume. Yeah. And then, um, and then like maxed out heroes, you know, so he had, uh, he had a banner guy. He had two of the um, battlesmiths. Is that the ones who charge up when things die around them? Oh, I can't remember their names, but yes. So they, it's the model holding a little icon. Yeah, in flame. exactly. He's got a little Auric, flame. The Oryx something or other. Hearthkeeper or Flamekeeper or something. Flamekeeper. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Yep. And then a Rune Father, Rune Son, Rune, Rune Buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, all the runes. <laughs> all the runes. And uh, we were definitely playing one of these. Oh, we were playing Nexus Collapse. So obviously the best of all the missions. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I'm not going to go through like the, the blow by blow moment of every game because we'd be here forever, but, uh, the, the most clever thing, uh, that came out of this game. So Stu, uh, struggled on some early battle tactics and then, um, uh, he, I got into him and I lifted a bunch of guys with, um, with the, the mask, uh, which he was not a big fan of. And then, um, the the really smart thing, and this goes again goes to that team's mentality, is once he realized he was on the back foot and he was not going to beat me, he deleted all of the objectives off the board. Nice. Oh, that Very is so smart. clever. Yes. And so it ended up, I think I had, I think I won 14 to 6. Um, because I, you know, I I made sure I got my grand strat and that kind of stuff, but but it was a very clever play by him, and he did a great job, and he was just a a pleasure to play uh it was a great it was a fun game that is also i mean kudos to him and that play and and sounds like a real fun time but it's also such a dwarfy move to spitefully like collapse down the hole and salted earth yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, well, it, exactly. It, it works very well too. Plus, like, um, I I actually did that using uh when I was testing the Zinch Chariot list. Um, I did that on a Seraphon army that just wasn't built to really get the battle tactics easily, and okay. they had gone through all their easy ones first. So once I noticed I was getting, you know, uh, pummeled in combat and I was going to be at a low model count uh, for the rest of the game because Croak's a big meanie and won't let me cast any spells. Um, yeah, just screw those objectives. I've already got them all. They're all yeah, mine. That's it. Let's get some battle tactics. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's a really smart thing to do. Absolutely. No, and the, oh, and the other thing I didn't mention earlier was that Big Wah is so good on battle tactics. Yeah. They're basically free, aren't they? Yeah, I didn't drop a battle tactic all weekend. Nice. That's um, a good feeling. That is yeah. that is one of those like you you can get out of a tournament and just go. Yep. Yeah, 25 for 25. Yeah, that's true. That's like a tactical genius badge right there. <laughs> yeah, like you could you could lose every game with every battle tactic, uh, and still just be like, "Hey, man, I got all my battle tactics. I yeah, I, yeah. I technically won my game." No, no exactly. <laughs> and it's uh, it's well, we were joking about it with you know Dave, who's our Zinch player, right? Because he also has the the nice easy Zinch battle tactics are easier. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's like, you know, you're like, yeah, man, you just you just walk up the table. He's like, hi, I'm Dave. Just scored 13 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my grand strat. That's free. I just yeah, I just done. got it. So, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, mine was shake your hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, I got a spicy one for you. So the dust is settled. You emerge victorious against the dwarves. Yes. Or the Duarden. Sorry. Yes, dwarves. exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? And the, the question is, like, how many points were you expected to score in this match for the differential versus how many you did score? Like, were you oh, getting like a I, I, look I, of disappointment by the team captain or was this like <laughs> a thumbs up? I actually, and this was actually pretty um, cavalier for me. I actually had put it at a 14. So that was, so I was bang on the money in terms of what I thought I would score. Um, nice. In retrospect, maybe I should not have been that optimistic, but uh you know it's what it is and uh i'm happy it worked out <laughs> you miles know? don't don't sell yourself short this is the kind of precision we expect from a tactical genius who has earned the pin <laughs> this is true this is true um okay so the we we beat scotland i don't remember by how much uh you know in terms of the the team points it was uh pretty good we um we didn't beat them by 100 points because ken keeps joking that he's Brad Pitt and he wants his hundred scalps. So, um, uh, but he hasn't shut up about that joke. So I'm assuming we didn't beat him by a hundred points. So. Well, someday, someday. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a good game. It was a good round. And then uh, we go immediately into, well, we had lunch, which was very important. But then after that, we go into, um, uh, Northern Ireland. So that was our second round. And these are guys that we play a lot, right? They come down to a lot of our tournaments. We have guys drive up for tournaments. I've been meaning to go up there and I just haven't had a, uh, you know, it's like every weekend. This weekend they're having a tournament. And I'm like, dudes, I can't. Are you kidding me? Like, nice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, a bunch of great guys. So we know them all pretty well. And um, I got paired into Maggot Kin of Nurgle, 
against uh, a guy I've played before. His name's Craig. Uh, if you are a longtime fan of the podcast, you will know that he is the first guy I ever played in any Irish tournament. And it was so this was a nice uh, rematch of our two initial armies, uh, Orcs versus Maggotkin. Uh, here, here it is. Yeah, so it was, it was a great time. Uh, we played, historical throwback there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played lines of communication, right? So that's three three objectives across the middle, which is, I think, heavily favors the Nurgle, in my opinion, but nobody asked me. Um, and Craig had, um, he had this interesting build that has been showing up recently where it's the Glotkin, it's 30 Plague Bearers, and then it's two of the Maggot Lords, Hmm. Um, so he had Blob and he had one of the other two. So just a big Hogwarts. monster beat stick army? Yep, and then uh and then a big boy, a great unclean one. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. so that's that's a lot of wounds to get through. It is a lot of wounds. And so the 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 trick with the army is it's it's a control army, is what it really is. So you can use the Glotkin to charge another unit in your in your opponent's movement phase, uh, which will stop them from being able to move. And then through some pylon shenanigans, you can sort of basically have some decent control of the board uh, while you are positioning for a big thing to come slam, whatever it is. Yeah, hold them down and crush them. Exactly. Love um, yeah, so it was very good, and it was uh, it was a very tight game. Um, obviously I've played a bunch of Nurgle before, so I kind of knew what was coming. Um, and Craig's has, has had good experience playing them. So he knew what was going on. Um, and it was, it was very tight until right at the end. Uh, he summoned a great unclean one. 11 oh, inch did he charge. Do it? Did huh? he do it for the battle tactic? Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't need it. He, uh, he was saving it for the battle tactic just in case, but he uh-huh. didn't end up needing it. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, denied me my grand strat, which was enough to to drop me in points. So it was a twelve eight or a thirteen seven. I can't remember exactly which. Um, so I lost uh, by a, by just a few points, but uh, very well played, and uh, he did exactly the right play, and it worked. It paid off, and yeah, it was it was tight. It was dicey. Like uh, no one had any had any grasp on who was who was ahead. It was uh, scary the whole time, and that was that's exactly the kind of game you're looking for. Yeah, that's great. not the kind of game that you know my captains and coaches were looking for. But it's you know as the player, that's the kind of game I enjoy. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. So, so what did the final differential ended up being, and what was it expected to be? Sure. So thing. I had a twelve, which is a cautious win. So the way the um, splitting works is. A true draw is a 10-10, but that's yep. a draw with no tie-breaking potential. Mm-hmm. And then a draw with a tie-break is an 11-9, and then so any actual points difference is a 12-8. Okay, so that right. skews pretty hard then. Yep. Exactly. So I had it as a 12, which was a cautious, you know, sort of a cautious victory, and it ended up being a cautious defeat. Um, so that was a four, four points I dropped there uh for the team uh we ended up beating them uh as as a whole so that was uh that was good so we were two and oh for the team um going into the third round of the day which i don't know why we were doing three rounds in a day that seems in retrospect a little bit crazy but here we are 
playing playing hours nine through twelve of Warhammer for the day. Hey, you gotta do <laughs> what you gotta do for the hammers. For the exactly. Hammers. Um, so let's see. So I played uh, so we played Wales for our third round, and uh Wales is a, a very good team. You know, they typically do pretty well at worlds. Um they uh the the one of the jokes is that they are the England B team, but uh you know, I don't know enough to know if that's how true that is. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh so I played a fellow named Matt who had KO, which was to his detriment, um, because <laughs> I knew what was up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a you know pretty sort of standard KO build that you're seeing right now, which is two frigates, uh, each with 600 riggers and three uh, sky wardens. And um, he had a gun hauler with, um, and, and then also had uh, Brock and an admiral and a navigator. Okay, so pretty standard, yeah. Yeah, so uh, assault boats. And the trick with them is when they charge in, uh, all the balloon guys get out of the boats, and then they have always strikes first and plus one to hit and wound because they're barracks on. So. It's pretty nasty. Um, nice to see combat. Very absolutely, nice combat. no, it's uh, always fun, and it, it makes me want to go back and play more KO because you know it's such a fun build. Um, and uh, I think I got it in his head early because I like corrected him on some trivial like KO things, you know, like oh, no, <laughs> like oh, I think navigators are fours and threes, not threes and fours, which makes no material difference as long as you roll them, you know, but like. <laughs> oh, I see. But like you established yourself as a KO knowledgeable person. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Or you whatever little... it was. I don't remember exactly what it was. I have no idea what navigators hit on. I was just making a, you know, <laughs> making a bid for the people. <laughs> Someone's going to go fact check me now. This is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if you find out that Miles yeah. is wrong, join the Discord. Just first sign up but then furiously yeah. tell him <laughs> yeah <Exactly. laughs> join up to shame him join up to shame we'll we'll even make a day of it we'll have the the nice <laughs> this yeah, is combo. thursday shame yeah. combo shame miles welcome new members day it'll be great um yeah <laughs> and we were so we were playing um limited resources which is the one where you can only touch each you can only claim each objective twice and it's a it's a pretty tricky mission. I love that mission. I it's love good. that meltwater. Sweet, sweet yes. meltwater. <laughs> and I think actually the the um so he played pretty he played very well. And um one thing that happened that I thought was pretty funny, I don't think this made like a huge impact on the game, but um he made me go first. I push out my little castle. He goes, he does some little pot shots, but he's unwilling to really commit. And then I give him a give him the double. Oh. And I think he sat there for 25 minutes thinking about his battle tactic. <laughs> Just like nice. burning the clock. You know, he's only really got three things in the army. So like he can kind of afford to be that lax with his with his time. But mm -hmm. like uh, but it was pretty funny to me. I was having a great time. And he had a, he called <laughs> over, had a timeout and chatted. And, and they eventually came up with a strategy and uh, we got back into it. And uh, but I think I was just he was just not ready for for me to throw that at him i mean nobody uh, ever wants a double from a ko right so no exactly but he was just not in a place to really capitalize it and i'm looking to give that double away as soon as humanly possible so i can get it over with you know what i mean mm -hmm. 
Um, the smart play from him was he tagged the pigs with the with the movement reduction and then um and then killed the thing that can do the uh the the weird knob shaman who is the one that can do hand of gork. So uh so there was no like speedy reprisal that I could just you know like throw across the table and charge into a boat boat. Um so that was very clever. Uh I don't know if he was really intending it or not, but that was uh really advantageous for him. Um, we struggled over it. And I think what really won me the game was that KO have to be a little bit precise in their placement. You know, they have a lot of movement and they can do the teleports, but ultimately you need to make sure that you are going to a place where you can kill the things around you and then make sure that you are protected. And sometimes that means stepping on an objective that you didn't want to step on. Uh-oh. So then yeah. the, the clock starts suddenly... Exactly. And so we got into a position in turn four and five where I could score three were three objectives a turn and he had one objective that he could potentially control. Mm. Uh, Combine that with running my brutes into the end zone um, for the grand strat. And uh, I ended up uh, taking it off of him. I want to say it was a 14 six. Let me just double check. Uh, it was a 13-7. So two 13-7s in a row. Not bad. So, so yeah. wait a second here. 13-7. And what was it supposed to be? Uh, it was a 12. I So I, I gained a point. Yeah, I did yourself. It kind of yeah, yeah, I did. I did myself. Okay. Uh, I think it was my, due to my very clever PSYOPs com- campaign. That was probably really what did it. I mean, threes <laughs> and fours and fours and threes. Gotta <laughs> let them know. You no, know, exactly. The best, the best thing about that is you were the KO there because you were rules lawyer. Now a little bit. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were just going back. You were going back to the the OG uh, OG KO Miles there. Yeah. Isn't the name of the rule even like? Oh, I think you'll find or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's wonderful, though. Okay, so so what yeah. round are we up to now? So that's the third round, and up until this point, we have won. Uh, the the team has won every round right um by sort of increasingly smaller margins right so this was a tight victory against wales uh and we go into the second day right Mm -hmm. this is pretty exciting just as a moment right because you guys were coming from sort of like a cool runnings like cinderella story or whatever based upon like that placing in worlds last year not this year and then really it's it's a new day yeah exactly it's a new day and we and we know that we've got two really difficult matches ahead of us mm-hmm. right because one of the and one of them's england right and they're you know they're uh they're a great team and they had so i'll i'll, I'll save my talk about england uh till the end because at first uh it's sweden um so these uh really great uh great group of guys from sweden mm-hmm. and one thing that they are notorious for is um they're very particular about their play in that there's no taxi backsies. Absolutely none. You took your hand off the piece. It's there. Straight up chess. Yep. And, and that's fine, you know, and, and frankly, we all should be able to play like that. This is, this is six nations. We all should be able to handle that, but mm-hmm. it's another thing to be sort of like, have it in your mind. It's like, but, but now I'm forced to do this. Now I can't, you know, be like oh you know i should have done this before i moved him is that okay if i say that yeah like like no you didn't you didn't do it um 
So uh, it definitely cost me precious seconds on my clock to be like, okay, is my movement phase actually over? <laughs> like, yep. Did I move everything? Did I, you know, did I, did I do all the hero phase things or whatever? Um, mm -hmm. Just because I knew I couldn't go back. Um, I played against this guy, uh, Niels. Um, so we had a good job. It was Niels versus Miles. Um, we figured, we think that uh, some of the two uh, pairings guys conspired to make sure that matchup happened. <laughs> 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 um he was playing uh legion of night so soul blight grave lords and it was manfred and two units of 10 black knights um 20 grave guard 10 skeletons necromancer vampire on foot and some fell bats so uh i wouldn't say it's the most typical soul blight grave lord list but it's definitely um one that you've heard of you know like i've seen that you know that sort of formula out there mm -hmm. in the ether um, kind of all rounder for for them exactly and um i was feeling a little bit under underprepared because uh i hadn't gotten i had been trying to schedule a practice game against this exact build and i just we couldn't get it off in time so i was feeling a little bit i was like oh no the, this is coming back to bite me the <laughs> so you, um, what you're saying is you were already in your head yeah no i was already in my head absolutely and uh but it was a great game it was a it was a real nail biter i think it was also lines of communication so i guess i played that twice um so again three three across the middle i don't think this um necessarily uh was good or bad for either of us and there was no like um inherent bias on the mission Right, mm -hmm. both of us want to get to the middle and start swinging. Yeah, um, yeah. There's only so many objectives, and they're pretty like easily placed for that, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that was good, and um, so that so he gave me priority. I do the thing. I push out. I'm trying to grab stuff. Uh, you know, I'm scoring well, and then um, yeah, he gets a double. I'm I'm doing my best to sort of keep him at bay. Horfrost uh, of three onto the Graveguard, which are way in the back. So now they're in minus three. Oh, 11 boy. inch charge. Straight oh, into the back boy. line. Kills Ooh. both of my, all three of my wizards in one go. And now it was the mop up game. Yep. And you yep. were the one being mopped. And I was Ooh. the one being mopped. And I gave him, uh, I definitely made him play for it. Um, there was, uh, I definitely had, I had two gut rippers that I had uh, spent, I had inspiring or whatever, insane bravery uh, on those two gut rippers that I was sprinting towards the back corner to try and get my um, grand strat that he was able to to find, to, to track down and kill. Um, it was a good job of him to capitalize on a, on a bad situation. Um, and then, so it ended up being 16 to four uh, to him. So that was mm. that was a significant deviation from my uh, twelve, which I think, in considering I hadn't actually gotten the practice game, probably shouldn't have made it a twelve. So that was on me. But <laughs> it's all because you didn't get the practice game. That no, exactly, we exactly. Know. We know. We understand. Yeah. Um, another thing that he did really well was, you know, people tend to say, "Oh, black knights, they're shit. They don't do anything after the charge," and um, he did a really good job of, you know keeping them in sort of column formation where the tip of the spear would 
hit me, do the mortal wounds. And then the other ones would sort of on the pile and fan out and grab, like tag other units in ways yeah. where they couldn't really pile in. So it was it was a really good, uh, clever way of sort of um, getting me into combats I didn't want to be in and uh, and sort of keep restricting my movement. Oh, I love that. That's my style of play right there. That's absolutely that's... no. I definitely thought of you as when he was doing it there, Matt. That's wonderful. So, uh, so that was a very good game. Uh, we ended up losing that, but it was very tight uh, as a team. So this was our first big loss. Um, and uh, but yeah, again, very very tight. So uh, which 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 feels good. Sweden uh, is known to be a very good team, and it's uh, it's a team that doesn't change. From what I can tell, uh, hasn't changed who's on it very much uh, in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Please correct me if I'm wrong um and so these are the guys we know they're good and we did pretty good against them so that felt really good even though it was in fact a loss um so that uh and then uh so still our heads high into the final round so heads high final round and what was the differential versus the expected differential on the last one um Mm -hmm. the last one i thought it was a 12 which again i thought i think was uh so i lost eight points against the expected differential but not right, to so, raise a, a, a wound, but I think it's very interesting for the listeners to follow this sort of journey in the team's mindset. No, exactly. Um, so, and, so, so you're in between rounds, right? Yeah, you're in between rounds. You guys yeah. have just gotten off. You're like, yeah, we're at Sweden. We just got off Sweden. This is the hardest one. We can do this. We're all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Did you walk in? Did you walk into the locker room, like throw the towels on, and go, oh, guys, I don't know. I don't know if we can make it this last round. Where were no, you guys no, we as a were, team after that? We were pumped. We were pumped. And, uh, you know, even though it was a loss, you know, we could tell that they were the, you know, sort of the biggest ma- the biggest uh, challenge yet. And mm-hmm. we were excited to see ourselves uh, uh, do as well as we did. And again, it was very close. Uh, certainly, uh, if my game had gone the other way, it would have been a different story. Like, that's how close it was. It was very tight. Um Oh wow, you really should have practiced, buddy. I know, right? Yeah, it's really. I mean, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's not how that works. But yes, it does. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I my game went poorly for me, but we had another game that went really great for us. So you know, it, it all it all shakes Thanks. out. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so for fi- finally uh, last round, it's uh, against Team England. So at this point, we know that. It's uh, Sweden, England, and us in on the podium, right? We've we, as long as we don't get absolutely steamrolled, um, we're on the podium. Good job. If we do exceptionally well, we'll beat Sweden. Otherwise, Sweden will take it. Um, wow! So you guys really were really just like chuffed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Chuffed is nice. the correct word. Thank you. Good, good, good job. Good vocabulary. There. <laughs> um, so for the last round, uh, and this so this, so this one going into it, this was our toughest round in terms of our projected matchups. And so I played uh, team captain Lori, uh, who was on Gloom Spike Gets with Bounders and uh, Squig Herd. Now, Ooh. this is a terrible match for me. This mm-hmm. is like the absolute worst. Um, mm-hmm. and so I had it down as a four, right? So I was expecting to lose by, um, uh, by 10 points or more, but, or by, by about 10 points, which is typically like 
I get five points the first three turns. I, I get no primary for the last two turns, but I get my uh, battle tactics. I don't get my grand strat. They score perfectly. That's 10 points. Gotcha. Right. So that's where that, that math comes in. And mm-hmm. I will say like, it went about that. Well, I think I ended up, I ended up taking an extra point off of him uh, to score five to 15. That's a victory. That's sort of huge a victory. victory. Huge yeah. victory. Um, <laughs> and uh, Lori was a fantastic person to play. Uh, it was a really good game. There was a ton of really good scrapping on both sides because unlike the double squig herd build for glitz like the bounders once they hit if you hit them back they just go away right and so there's actually you know so we were just both of us were just trading huge units all the like the entire game so you know he brings in the the squig herds i lose all my gut rippers and then i throw in the pigs and kill most of them but i lose a few pigs in return uh they get wiped uh the squig herd comes in the brutes go into the squig herd we trade you know and now you know unfortunately he's getting stuff back from the shrine and i'm having a hard time keeping up and that's why this matchup is such a difficult mm-hmm. matchup um but gobsprack is doing well keeping the gets magic at bay right because uh he is this thing where if he unbinds you it's d3 mortal wounds if he unbinds you on a 10 plus a modifiable 10 plus it's d6, uh, it's d6 right? mortal wounds so, uh, you know, like those little wizards just cannot afford to be casting within range of him. Oh, uh, yeah. so. An instant gobsprack execution is always in the cars or problem with I, sir. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember which one it was. It was a corner deployment with um, with objectives across the middle. I can't remember which one it was. It doesn't corner matter. Right. It was a big weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it was great. I had a wonderful time. Um, uh, Laurie was a Laurie was an excellent opponent. Would play again, and uh, unfortunately for the rest of my team, it did not go quite as well. We had a bunch of really close matches that just sort of critically failed. You know, mm-hmm. there was like a you know, I think uh, JT would describe me. There was like one moment where there was a bunch of priorities all on the same five minutes, and none of them went the right way. Not that like we needed one thing or another, but it was just like, yep, okay, and then the, and then the tables turned, you know, and so England basically England stomped us pretty bad. I want to say we were on the edge, on the cusp of being capped. So there's there's a maximum score that you can score per round, and the minimum score you can score per round to keep any one team from really running away with it to keep it sort of tight, and we were uh, we were pretty close. Um, so my point, obviously. Made a huge difference. That's yeah, a difference. Keeping us, right keeping us above the level. Um, <laughs> and so, so because they scored so big against us, England ends up, t- ends up taking the top prize. Sweden comes in second, and we're in third. Uh, and I think Northern Ireland uh, walked away with the spoon. Nice. Well, this is huge. Uh, I'm excited you guys to have snatched third, you know, secured a good spot in the podium. It's too bad it didn't quite go your guys' way in the last couple of rounds, but you at the very least kept Sweden from getting that top spot. But no, it was a great it was a great uh weekend. Uh we had so a uh, huge uh shout out to Richie, who was our he's uh he was at with us at Worlds on our on the team and he helped us. He got secured the hotel, he figured out the dinner for Saturday night, he did a bunch of work behind the scenes. Uh JT, who was our coach, and Gary, who was uh, our assistant coach, they did fantastic work and all the members of the team. 
obviously putting in lots of hours to make it all happen. And thanks to everybody for for coming. All the other teams that was you know it doesn't work if they don't all show up. This is truth. Very much, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work this out. This is fantastic, though. I, I think hopefully everyone, you know, in the listenership enjoyed kind of the journey of going through like rounds one to six on, on this particular your know, big teams tournament. That otherwise, yeah, had exposure to. Yeah, absolutely. And now that it's in the rearview mirror, you know, I can put the put the orcs back in their little their little box and put them back in the closet and play something else. Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> some giants now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Jack and I are going to be at Everwinter in the Boston area in, what is it, December 10th-ish or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10th-ish. Yeah, 10th for, mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. for sure 10th-ish. Uh, so if you're in the area, come say hi to us. You know, we'll be we'll, we'll, we'll be the guys that look like we do. Um, <laughs> that That is, in fact, how they look. Yeah. They <laughs> look just like we do Absolutely. in the pictures. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are audio voice pictures that you get from the podcast <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if you're at the event you know swing by say hello if you even happen to have the, the good fortune of playing one of us and you will catch up a bit and maybe buy you a beer and say hey thanks for listening absolutely absolutely uh and i will be playing the gargants right that's the that's the plan um jack has been magnanimous enough, magnanimous enough to um uh, have a vault of treasure of various hobby supplies and armies and bits and models uh, from before I uh, moved across the seas. So I'm going to be raiding my own vault uh, in order to play at uh, at Everwinter. It'll be pretty fun in a way. It's like, oh, I have these ready for you. They've warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll, of course, be bringing the Slaves of Darkness as I've been want to do this particular year. Nice. Nice. Yeah, very, nice. very interesting. Only one Slaves to Darkness player at the event uh, over the weekend. Um, and he was running 12 Varen Guard and 10 Chaos Knights. I saw that. I saw that. You know, It's the build I shy away from, but it is undeniably effective. No, exactly. That's what I say. Not enough Ogroids there. Not yeah, no, that's true. That's what it needs more Ogroid. It needs more Cowbell. <laughs> needs needs more... More, more Cowbell. I love it. Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> our our side of the continent we've got a hawkwim uh tournament coming up it's part of the uh slaneshmas tournament uh we call it mary squigmas very nice second so i'm gonna be toing that and maybe catch a bye round if uh if somebody storms off which i hope they don't i hope everybody has a lovely time yeah yeah absolutely awesome awkward pause yeah, yeah, that is cool. <laughs> I hope no one. I hope everyone does have a good time. I yeah. want everyone to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, we we are podcasters. We speak. Good. <laughs> we do words, words well, yeah. wordy doing stuff. <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, I think we've uh, we've gotten to a good spot, and seems like a nice time to wrap it on up. But we will be here next two weeks from now, the usual time. Yep, on the regular episode of stuff. On on, um, the next time. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Next time on Always Strikes Left with the usual suspects. (laughs) (laughs) Not the movie, just us. Yeah.
Matt gets a haircut. <laughs> <laughs>